All right, guys, welcome back. We are still on the conversation about how to close deals. And if you are just listening for the first time, some of the ideas that we have run through are to look at simple or complex sales situations because that is the real, uh, that is the real key determinant, whether closing the deal um, in one industry is different from closing the deal in any other. So you shouldn't just assume that um, closing the deal is the same in every single scenario. And so because I used to sell uh, maybe eyeglasses in the past, I had a shop that sold eyeglasses. So because of that, um, I just assume that I'm going to be able to sell really well in real estate or if I'm going to sell myself as a wedding planner. And so the major difference is not because um, you need closing different closing techniques per se, it's just that depending on which scenario you're involved in, you have to work the principles or apply the principles in a different order. So the first step is to figure out, am I in a simple sales uh, scenario or a complex um, sales uh, context? So that's the first question. Then we looked at, at uh, different ideas around closing and pretty much just looking into this whole idea of whether you can just uh, come in at the first meeting and then close the deal and get hundreds of thousands of naira and you know just that whole uh, showboating superstar salesman or saleswoman image that is out there and then uh, another question that we looked at was how to determine if you have a deal in the first place and in two episodes we have looked at um, what qualification is all about and I think it was the last recording where we went over um, the kinds of questions that you're supposed to ask or rather the kind of information that you should be looking for when you're trying to run uh, qualification with your uh, prospective clients um, because you have to find out whether um, there's a need uh, whether there's a need or a want uh, let's see what else um, if you have matching inventory I mean basically that's if you can fulfill the order uh, so for photographers wedding photographers like us for instance that's where we worry about whether it's uh, the style or the sense of aesthetics are something that we can um, fulfill we also want to be sure that we are in sync when it comes to money issues and that we understand the decision making structure because we want to make sure that we're involving everybody that should be involved in uh, the conversation and then of course we're also trying to find out if they have any sense of urgency around them because like I pointed out time and time again it it's it's not to your benefit if you're speaking to people who have all the money in the world uh, let's say Buhari's daughter just got recently engaged and so you're excited that you're talking to Buhari's daughter I mean let's assume he has uh, another daughter apart from the one who got married last year so it's not going to do you any good if you're speaking to her her father is the president they have all the money uh but the thing is she just got recently engaged um, you know the families haven't met they haven't had a meeting they haven't booked a hall um let's see what else uh, the traditional discussions have not um, started uh, you can't really say that you have a deal in that regard and so you're just happy and chomping at the bits because you think you're going to get um, millions of naira if you close the deal um planning the uh the wedding the best case scenario is you know you probably have someone that you ought to follow up with um again as um, things get more serious but you can't really say given all the circumstances that i have um, listed out right now that you have a deal so um we're still going to be on the qualification trail because there's one thing that i forgot to do when we had the last recording and that was i got i forgot to go over qualification frameworks that you can um 
that you can use because it's all fine and dandy to say that this is the kind of information that we're looking for is there a need is there a want are they actually interested uh, what kind of money expectations are we looking at um, have they fixed the date is there any uh, sense of um, urgency here so it's all well and good to be able to say that but for those of you who are newbies and haven't been involved in any kind of um, business sales negotiations marketing before it might be overwhelming because you don't have any practical sense about how to go about it now if this is your first time of listening to the podcast when you're done with this recording you can uh, pause or rather stop and then you head back to the menu and you scroll down um, a couple of episodes uh, I unfortunately I didn't number the episodes when I started this podcast um, recording and we have over 250 episodes over here on the podcast um, so far so um, just look for anything that has qualification in the title and I'm sure it would uh, expose you to a couple of qualification frameworks that we have discussed in the past but right now what I'm going to do is to share just two of the qualification frameworks that I shared with the folks at Kairos Real Estate and it was at the sales training session that we had with Kairos Real Estate that we got this um, uh, where I where I developed this material. I developed this material for the sales team basically, and I'm sharing it here on the podcast because I firmly believe uh, that the principles of uh, sales, selling, persuasion, marketing, whatever it is you want to call it, are universal, and they apply across all industries in time and space. The only thing that we have to do is just to use some creativity to see how it applies in this particular context. So, two of the qualifications frameworks that I shared with them are one called BANT, that is B-A-N-T, and that's an acronym for Budget, Authority, Need, and Timelines. So for those of you who are trying to write, I'll repeat that again. BANT is an acronym for Budget, Authority, need and timelines and then five whys so let me start off with the five whys because this one is much more popular and i'm sure that some of you may have heard of it already especially if you've been um, hanging around motivational um, speakers so this is something that also comes in handy uh, sorry not five whys the five w's yes the five uh, w framework now, the five W's just refers to, you know, the W's that we already know and that we were taught in uh, back in primary school, for those of us who are Nigerian. And that is uh, why, who, what, where, when, and then some people throw in um, how, even though that's not a W per se, but you can see how it fits. So if I remember correctly, that is what, why, when, uh, who, and how. So you're going to be asking open-ended questions that basically start with um, any of these um, words. So um, uh, congratulations, thanks for coming by the stand. Who is the bride? You see, that's a who question. Does it mean that you have five people who have approached your booth if you had a wedding fair? So uh, who, uh, when did you guys get engaged? Um, um, have you guys selected a hall? Which hall is it? Uh, when are the days that you have planned? Um, so you can see how all these um, questions, how you can start asking open-ended questions based on this um, framework of uh, these um, open-ended uh, who, why, what, where, when, and how. Now, this is the whole idea. You don't necessarily have to start off the questions using um, words in this framework. But the principle behind it is that you should ask open-ended questions because if you ask questions that can be answered by yes or no or by the nod of a head or by the shake of a head, 
then you don't have enough information to take the relationship forward or to take the sales process forward. So you should ask, be asking open-ended questions so that the uh, prospective clients are forced to talk. And the more that they talk about themselves and their situation and their vision and their dreams and their plans or their difficulties, it is then that you'll be able to tease out how it is that you're going to be able to help as their wedding photographer, their videographer, or as the wedding planner, who is the ultimate uh, problem solver and the ultimate superhero when it comes to um, weddings. I know some of you might not agree with that characterization that I have of wedding planners, but you know that's just my own opinion. Not that they pay me um, any money to keep hyping them up like that. Um, let's just face it, they are the Jerry Maguire of our um, situations. So, oh no, not Jerry Maguire. What's that guy's name? I can't remember his name. The fellow who is very good at uh, multitasking, the almost superhero guy, almost like Batman. Gosh, I can't remember his name. And hopefully I remember it before the... Uh, recording is over so yes so that's the principle behind it it's open-ended questions even if you don't start off the conversation by saying who what when why how which you know whatever w that you can come up with and so the next qualification framework is the band which is the budget authority need and timeline and the um the uh, individual words in the acronym just shows how the kinds of questions that you should be asking. So budget questions, that means you need to be having these uh, um, these uh, money questions um, up front. So you don't necessarily have to come out and ask Buhari's daughter, how much have you guys budgeted for this wedding? That's a question that I ask sometimes. Anyway, you know, these things all depend upon your uh, style, um, your style, your personality, uh, what else? Because some people can ask that kind of question. How much have you allocated? How much have you budgeted? And it might come across as too forceful. But for me, it's something that I use um, time and time again, and I think it works perfectly fine. So given your relationship to uh, Buhari's daughter or whoever it is that you're talking to, how much have you budgeted? How much have, have you allocated might seem um, uh, too, too big. Or no, not too big, um, too forceful, or maybe too aggressive. So some people get around that by asking other kinds of questions, like um, a simple, so what have you got uh, planned? Or what does your um, ideal vision of a beautiful wedding day look like? So um, when, you, when you put it that way, they can feel free to talk because they won't get the sense that you're trying to size them up to see, is this person a Pepper Aristotle do they have a lot of money? How much can I squeeze out from them? You know, those sorts of things that the average Nigerian is um, uh, afraid of. And that's one reason why I think a lot of Nigerians don't disclose too much when it comes to the budget thing. Because they're probably thinking, yes, I have budgeted 500,000 Naira, but there's no point in me telling this dude that I budgeted 500,000. Because if I tell him I budgeted 500,000, he's going to try and squeeze me for 800, um, 800K. So let me just keep quiet about uh, the budget. So these are the kinds of questions that you can ask to get a sense of uh, the budget. What's your idea of the perfect day? So what is it that you have um, planned? Um, assuming money was not an object, uh, what is it that you would um, like to do? You know, stuff like that. So basically ask questions about the budget. Then the authority. 
is um, around this whole decision-making structure that I have been talking about in previous podcasts. So uh, I already gave the story about um, my experience of dealing with a northern uh, couple where in their own part of um, the world, it's the groom's family who handles photography and video and stuff like that. But um, my video guy, Sheko, and I failed to ask the questions from the beginning. And so we kept on speaking with the bride because we assumed that with the dozens of brides that we've worked uh, worked with in the past that it was going to be the same like it would have all the negotiations with the bride and the money would probably come uh, from the bride or from the bride's family but it just so happens that in their part of the country it's the groom's family who handles those sorts of things and unfortunately we didn't get him involved early on in the process and I think that's one of the factors that uh, ended up in us losing out on the deal because while we were talking with the bride um, he was also running parallel negotiations with other photographers and videographers, of course, which kinds of makes sense. So we're in this situation where we were the bride and we're kind of talking um, across purposes. So if we had asked the questions right from the beginning, we would have been able to uh, find out that um, you know things work differently with them, would have involved the groom, and our chances of closing the deal might have gone up. It's no guarantee, and when it comes to sales, there's no guarantee. You just keep doing things that increasingly put the odds in your favor. So, um, yeah, so you try and ask questions around uh, authority. Then uh, questions around the need uh, as well. We've already spoken about that extensively over the past two episodes. If this is your first time listening in on the podcast, when you're done with this, just skip back two episodes and listen. And I think you'll get enough on the need there. And of course, I think we've already gone on about why uh, timelines are important. Um, The whole thing about timelines is that gives you a sense of whether there's any sense of urgency. So like in the example that I spoke about, you're speaking to Buhari's daughter, you know, you need to ask, yeah, so congratulations, you just got recently engaged. So uh, when's the wedding date? That's a sense. That's a timeline question. That will give you a sense of whether there's uh, any urgency here or not. Because if you say, uh, when's the wedding? And you're talking to her in 2021 and they say, oh, we're looking at early in 2019. Sorry, no. 2021 okay and they say okay we're looking at uh, 2025 so that's a uh what's that is that a four-year period a three-year or a four-year period you know there's no sense of urgency there per se so you know that you can take your time and stress out uh sorry not stress stretch out the uh, follow-up process because you don't have to follow up like a maniac but then on the other hand if you're speaking to her of uh december of um 2021 and she says oh the wedding is going to be in february 2022 then you know that you have that there's some urgency here they're going to want to make progress uh, really quickly with selecting vendors uh and uh what else yeah selecting vendors selecting venues making all the uh preparations and so because of that uh, there's some urgency here and now you know that you need a um you need to speed up your sales um cadences so if you're speaking in december the wedding is in february this is not one of those things where you speak to the bride today and then you shelter your follow-up for two weeks you probably have to you know move things along uh, quickly maybe following up um every week because ideally in my own opinion it will be nice to secure the deposit in january if the wedding is going to be in february so um yeah, so those are ways that you gauge urgency by asking timeline questions. Uh, yeah, so when is the wedding date? Um, have you selected uh, the hall? 
when are you ready to start uh when are you ready to start uh, committing to vendors you know those sorts of questions they give you a good sense of what the timelines are so i will wrap it up right here and i think with this we should be able to bring this whole qualification part of the discussion uh to a close remember if this is your first time listening skip back two episodes you hear a lot more about need and timeline and when you're done with that um, head back out to the main menu check down the over 250 episodes that we have over here on the podcast and you're going to see some more about qualification frameworks as well as lots of other um, good stuff about the discipline of personal selling and how to handle uh, one-on-one conversations with your clients now if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you don't happen to be a wedding um, vendor you're not in the event industry do not despair the principles of sales and selling and marketing and persuasion and negotiating and all that good stuff are universal. Whatever it is that you find here, you'll be able to relate it to your own industry um, as well. So you just keep listening, keep learning and asking yourself, how can I apply this to my own industry? Because one of the podcasts that I listen to that I like is actually a sales podcast, but it's about the plumbing industry. And the fellow is trying to elevate the game of uh, plumbers, not Nigerian anyway, American plumbers. Well, he's more of like a rough um, Jersey fellow, so I like his um, I like his attitude. But he's trying to elevate the level of the game, and uh, his mantra is service over sales. And um, that is something that we can... Um, learn in this part of the world, particularly um, wedding photographers, because, um, you know, we're all artsy and we think it's all about us. So this whole idea of um, service, service over sales, um, you know, let's be professional, let's be on point, um, let's look the part, let's sound the part, let's execute the part. Um, yeah, all that is really important. Anyway, I've just been droning on and on. But the bottom line, I'm just trying to say that if it's a Uh, marketing podcast or a sales podcast but it's targeted towards carpenters or plumbers you're still going to be able to find some useful tidbits even though you're a wedding planner or even if you are a gosh i don't know what will i say electrician or swimming pool technician or swimming pool cleaner or whatever you'll be able to learn uh, lots of useful uh, stuff so thank you very much for your time and attention i have gone well beyond the uh, 15 minute mark In fact, right now, I've made so many promises. I'm not sure what I promised you guys the last time, whether I promised that I would keep it to 15 minutes or keep it to five. But either way, we've gone well above that. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.